Hello everyone, this is Levi Gelb from the Chassidish Parsha, and you're listening to the new podcast, Chassidis, which is an explanation in English of Sefer HaMaymarim Tafrish Samaches from the Rebbe Rashab, each episode containing an explanation of one page from that Sefer with the goal to finish the entire Sefer. And at the beginning of every episode, we'll also have a synopsis of the previous episode. You'll also notice in the description for that day's episode, there'll be a short synopsis in English, and also there'll be a link there to become a monthly supporter to make this show possible. Um, please tap the link in that description or visit anchor.fm slash to become a monthly supporter. Thank you very much for listening, and I hope you enjoy. Three lines on the top on page Lamed Bay's 32. It says in the Zayr that the head is not is not fixed, is not, is not enclosed. Um, so what does that mean? I mean, the head refers to the Gimel Rishenis, the three higher levels of that level, meaning the intellectual faculties of that level. They are not, they are not fixed. Which, what does that mean? They do not become clothed in garments. That's the, that's the idea of a tikkun. Um, they don't become fixed up and <clears throat> dressed up, so to say, within the garments of the lower level. Only the seven lower levels of any level are come or descend and become enclosed in the next level. And from these seven lower levels uh, is the from the Zayin Tachtenis that becomes the revelation to the lower level to the world. As explained about this in another place, <coughs> concerning the difference between Gan Eden and the world, in the world, in our in our world, we only have the revelation the revelation of, of godliness which we experience is only in the existence of godliness. We know that godliness exists because. We look at the world and we see that there's that the vegetation grows and that the planets are moving, and that this physical world, which is just a, a physical piece of matter which has no life in and of itself, but we see that it has life. We look at the world and there's life. <clears throat> things are growing, things are moving. That shows us that there must be a godliness behind all this, but it only reveals to us the existence of Hashem, the existence of godliness. But even this existence of godliness is very concealed. You have to think about it. You have to contemplate and, con- and concentrate and think, wow, what is making all these things happen in the world? There must be an existence of there must be some godly energy making this happen. But in Gan Eden, on the other hand, revealed, there's a shining in a revealed way the mahus of godliness, the what, the, the, the essence, the being of godliness. In this world, we only know about the mitzias, the existence in Ganeden, there's a revelation of the what is of godliness. They understand what it is, what it is and the essence of it. And the reason being, because in this world, we only receive from the external level of godliness, the, the seven lower levels, the emotive attributes. And like we just said, these seven lower levels, they, they, are, they are able to descend and relate to the lower worlds but the way that they do relate to them is in a way of islapsis, of concealment. Um, they become enclosed in those worlds in a concealed way, just like a garment which conceals over that which it's that which is um, or whatever who's, whoever's wearing that garment. 
But in Ganeiden, there's a revelation of the Gimel Rishenis, the three upper levels, She'enon Boim, Yislav, Jeskul, Lukmesh, Zubar, Makamacher, and those levels are, to, are, they are totally above being clothed in a way where they become concealed. They're, it's a very intense revelation, and therefore, they, the way that they're revealed is not in a way of concealment. They become totally revealed, and therefore, in Ganeiden, where you have that revelation of these three higher, higher levels, um, therefore, they experience a revelation of the mahus of godliness. They understand what godliness is, and not that, and not just that it is. They understand what it is. Until <coughs> we can conclude from this, that the revelation into the lower levels is only from the external aspect, the external part of the higher level of gamza. And the second part is that this lower revelation. Is only <clears throat> it only descends to the lower level through an intense concealment and a hiding of that of that um, lower level. So, like we said before, the two there's two aspects here. The external part of the higher level is what is drawn down and can relate to the lower level, and even that external part has to go through a concealment and contraction to relate to go down to the lower level. And now we're going to bring in a very interesting analogy to understand this a physical analogy to understand these these two processes or this uh, general process of going down and descending from a higher level to the lower level. We'll understand this by way of analogy in a person. That we see that the drawing down the revelation of all the faculties and the soul powers of a person who is only after the concealment of the, the light and the revelation. Like we're saying here, that the, in order for the higher level to go down to the lower level, it has to come through a concealment of that higher level. So too, the revelation of all the powers, soul powers of a person can only take place after the concealment of those powers. Like for example, the power of sight within the eye. That it's known that the, um, that the vessel of the actual physical eye is just a nekuda achas meira one point that shines um, that shines a lot mitzad achas from one side from one direction. And from the other four three directions, and the parentheses said the the Rebbe Shab says even though the, obviously the eyeball is round and therefore. Uh, you can't really say that there's directions in the round. There's no, you know, different directions. And if it's a, if it's a, it's a circle. However, you can still, so to say, make from that circle, uh, that globe shape. You can make from it a uh, four different directions. You know, to um, north, east, south, west, and then up and down. and also up and down. He built the So, the the eyeball is just one little like circle. Uh, point that that shines a lot from one direction. That's uh, the pupil of the eyeball. You see through that one point in a very clear way, and you can see straight. And that's the direction you see. You see mostly straight. Whereas from the three other directions, the left, the right, up, down, you don't. It's it's a lot more blurry. Your eye, your eyesight doesn't shine in that, in that same in the same way. Whereas it does from the directly from the pupil going straight out. Um, and this middle point, this pupil, which shines, this middle point, which through it, the through which through which the eyesight, the power of eyesight shines through in a clear way, 
um, it's it's covered over in with many different with many different coverings. Like the layers of a of an onion, one on top of the other. There's a lot of different coverings over that eyeball, over that middle point where the pupil is. A lot of different coverings that allow the power of sight to shine through. It says clearly in the Zayar about these different um, coverings or membranes over the eye. As it's known also from the doctor books of uh, surgery and of doctors. And so, so what's the, what can we conclude from here? That the only way that the power of sight is revealed, this power of sight of the, of the soul is revealed in the eye, is through, um, cover, through a lot of coverings. That it would cover over the power of sight, or the, so to say, the light, the energy of sight. And only through that, that there's a lot of different coverings, can this power of sight be revealed, and you can see physical, physical sight. And this is the reason also why when a person becomes older, or somebody who just uses his eyesight a lot, then all of a sudden his eyesight becomes weaker. Because the, these coverings, these membranes that cover over the eye, the pupil, they become diminished little by little. And I am through the movement that a person moves his eyes a lot, that he's moving and he's constantly moving the eye, which is, so to say, kind of scratching off, diminishing these, these covering membranes. Um, and to the extent that these, these membranes, these, covering, these coverings become very, very thin. Uh, and automatically, the, the, when, the, when, the covering, when the membrane, when these covering overs, these coverings, are becoming diminished, then the, the, the power of sight becomes very strong because it doesn't have any coverings, any, any concealments anymore. And this intensity of the power of sight now is the reason why he cannot see as well. When, it's, when, it comes, when the power of sight shines through too intensely without any coverings, all of a sudden you can't see as well. And only through the concealment of this power of sight from the soul through the membranes that cover over the pupil can a person see properly. And therefore, the, 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 um, the cure for this diminishing of these membranes, that in order that he should be able to see again, this is only through the fact that he should wear glasses. Uh, it says in, in the parentheses, spectacles in Yiddish are, are to glasses. glasses. That according to uh, commensurate with the me- with the measure of how much he, these membranes have become lacking on the eyeball, the, the coverings have become lacking now. So too, you have, that's how much you have to add. Uh, you have to add a concealment from whatever that whatever the matter may be, which is made of, the glasses are made out of. That the power of eyesight should be able to go through that concealment of these glasses. So, however much the person's um, these membranes have become weakened and diminished, that's how much you'll have to <coughs> to make up for them with the covering of the gla- of the glasses. So, nevertheless, who levush master, even though that these glasses are allowing the power of eyesight to shine through, but but nevertheless, they're actually a garment which conceals the eyesight. And through that, he's able to see better. The concealment over the power of eyesight is allowing him to see better. And through this explanation about eyesight and how it only is able to work, basically, through the concealment of the membranes over the pupil of the eye, we'll be able to understand why the sages call a blind person by the name of a lot of light.
um, abundance of light. That's what they call a blind person. Similarly, this is the opposite. We can't call him the, the abundance of light. This person cannot see. He doesn't, ha- he doesn't have any light. He doesn't see any light. Why would they call him abundance of light? This is a, as if it's person's, it's, a, it's just kind of like making fun of a, making fun of a poor person, God forbid. You're making fun of somebody who doesn't have the ability to see by calling him, a, he has a lot of light. And another time, the sages call this person that um, is blind, they call him they call him the, 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 uh, the light of the eyes. So seemingly this is a wonder. This is wondrous. How could the sages and the commentaries of the sages uh, uh, establish a name, a name to call a blind person by this name, which, is, which seems to be the opposite of what really this blind person is? He's not the abundance of light. He's not the shining of the eyes. He's, he's, he doesn't see any light. But according to what I explained until now, the truth is so. That the, the reason for his lack of sight, most of the time, and the reason for the person's lack of sight is because the membranes, the coverings of the eye, of the pupil of the eye, become very thin, so much so thin, and to the extent that he cannot see gam a master gamken, he can't even see through the glass, which conceals a little bit the glasses, basically. And there, therefore, he's called the the light of the eyes. His eyes shine too much. And therefore, he can't see. The revelation of the power of sight of the soul can only come through the concealment of that power. Concealing that power of sight, the membranes covering over the pupil of the eye. Somebody that loses those membranes so much that the glasses can't even make up for it. So the light, the shine, the power of sight is shining so much in his in his eyes that it, it, he cannot see now. There's nothing that's channeling that intense power of sight through these coverings of the membranes of the eye. So the conclusion is that when the power of sight is shining, and a very very intensely. He cannot see. And when, when is he able to see? Only when this power of sight is, is, becomes concealed and hidden. Or channeled through, that, through the membranes, the coverings of the eye. And this is the reason being. What's the reason why only the revelation and the, how does the power of sight work only through concealment of that power? Because Because the power of sight it comes from the soul, which is a very spiritual power, stemming from the spiritual soul. So it's totally removed from physicality, from the ability to see physical and relate to physical world. And therefore, when this spiritual power shines in a really intense way, it's not on the level, to, not in the same realm to be able to see it and to relate to physical, physical sight. Only, rather, only when the if the spiritual power of sight becomes concealed a bit, and then is he able to see physical sight, because that conceals the intensity of the of the spiritual the spirituality of this power and allows him now this power to descend, so to say, and to become to able to relate to physical sight. And the same idea, same idea is true for even more internal and sublime uh, powers of the soul, like for example, speech. 
and emotions. Shagili hadibur hudafka kasha amida misalemis. That one kind of person, when can there be the revelation of speech? One kind of person speak only when the when his emotion becomes concealed a little bit. And only when there is shining a external an external ray from the from the emotion, not the full intensity of the emotion. Only then can you have the revelation of of speech. And explain this even more. Because the in, the inner essence and the core of that emotion, emotion does not come in expressed way. It does not come expressed through speech at all. For example, when a person has an intense love, he the, the intensity, the essence of this aspect of this emotion of love, cannot is impossible to become revealed uh, through speech. The fact that a person speaks can speaks words, words of love, and I speak about how he all the things about how he loves this person. This is really not the essence of the of the emotion of love coming through the speech. As explained in another place, the benishik the benishikin this miskala that only through only through kissing can it become revealed. The essence of this emotion of love. And through and through speech, this is impossible. This intent, full intensity of the love is impossible to come to become revealed. We're on the next page, Lama Gimel, on the top. That which is revealed of the love through the speech, only the external, lower aspect of the, of the emotion. And even this revelation of the, of the emotion of love that comes through speech is only through a concealment, a contraction of that emotion. And if this emotion would not become concealed, uh, concealed at all, Rather, it would shine in full intensity, like like it is in its essence. He wouldn't even be able to speak at all. Like we see clearly, when a person feels such an intense love, the essence of this emotion of love, or he feels very intensely upset, he's, he, he can't speak. It's, he can't speak at all. His speech is held back. He cannot speak because it's so intense. The emotion is so intense. It's too intense to become revealed through this lower aspect of speech. So whatever he can reveal through his speech is only the, the external aspect of this emotion, and that only through a, a concealment and contraction of that emotion, a diminishment of that emotion. And when the emotion is so intense, the actual essence of the emotion of, is, is revealed, he can't even speak. It's impossible to speak that, at that level. It's too intense for the speech to contain that emotion. Nimsa, so the conclusion is, the gilia midis pediber, that the revelation of the emotions within speech, that there should be able to cloud these speech, is only through the concealment of these emotions, of the essence of these emotions. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the new podcast, Chsidis. This is Levi Gelb. And if anyone has any questions or any thoughts or feedback, please feel free to email me at rabbigelb at gmail.com. Also, please check out my website, chassidisonline.org, and sign up for our weekly email to receive a Maimra Mavur explanation on a Maimra from Teirer Lukute Teira almost every week. And there you'll also find a, an archive for all our other, our older Maimarim that we've already explained on the weekly Parsha on the Yom Tevim. And also you'll notice in the description for this week's episode and for every week's episode a little link to become a monthly supporter, a partner in this uh, for this podcast. Please consider doing that. It will help greatly 
to allow the episodes to continue and to make them better. And you can also dedicate an episode in honor of memory of something or of a simcha. And to do that, please email email me at rabbigelb at gmail. And we can mention that at the beginning and at the end of every of that episode. Thank you very much.